Welcome to another episode of Queer For It, a podcast hosted by four queer friends living in Austin, Texas, bringing you a weekly dose of honesty, laughs, and growth. I'm Chris. I'm a trans man. My pronouns are he, him, and you can find me on Instagram at see the stars ablaze. That was my intro. I'm Courtney. <laughs> I use she, her pronouns, and I'm a lesbian, and you can find me on Instagram at court underscore roads. She's a lesbian. <laughs> You know what? I got detour today. <laughs> We're doing this now because Courtney was at the dentist earlier and she couldn't really use her mouth before. So now she's a lesbian. Her, her mouth was very lopsided earlier. Oh, uh, you guys are being rude. I, I got a rosé earlier. Now I was like, you know this tastes warm? It hit my mouth and it felt hot. My mouth was so fucked. It was like, the, guy, the bartender was like, tastes warm. And I was like, Yep, it tastes weird, but not your fault. I You're guess. like, JK, don't talk to me right now. <laughs> I was there like, I'm having a crazy day. <laughs> I tried to swish water around my mouth early when I got home because I ate and I was like, I don't know, it feels like maybe I bit my cheek, whatever. And I was swishing water and I was like, <laughs> and I was like, that didn't work. <laughs> so it, it, just, it went everywhere. Sounds hot. It was hot. Yeah. <laughs> Kristen was into it. She was like, hey, maybe do that again. <laughs> Splish splash. Right? Yeah. Kristen nods for the yeah. podcast. K-Tor nodded from uh, Hey, you put that lopsided numb mouth all over me. Yeah. You know, really into that. Um, my name is Chris. I'm queer. I use she, her pronouns. And my Instagram is at the yellow bandit. I am Brie. Pronouns are she, her. I am a queer. And my Instagram is at Brianna Jenkins. And this is Queer For It. I do, I do like I am a queer. I'm a queer. I like that. Because then it's like, you can't, like, no matter how you say it, you can't take it from me. Yeah, Yeah, I'm a queer. It's fine. I'm a queer. I'm a queer. Hey, y'all. Y'all, y'all queer? Cool, me too. You know those words around here? Y'all know where to find some queers? Why does it sound like you're saying, like, when people say they're about squirrel hunt? Yeah, I grew up in a little town between Houston and Galveston. Go for Thick accents there. <laughs> Thick accents. Thick accents there. <laughs> y'all seen squirrels? Nope. Y'all seen queers? <laughs> yeah, they're all over the place. <laughs> Perfect intro. Um, do we, should we start with pleasantries and such? I love it. That was always reaped. I love it. I think it's that so funny. That was a pleasantry. Yeah. It was a pleasantry. How to scissor one. Are there more? <laughs> are there? Would you guys like any other hand diagrams of sexual <laughs> Actually, yeah, let me get my list out. <laughs> this is what we Wait, call reverse cowgirl. I was wondering if you could show me dolphin and blue moon. <laughs> there, yep, hold on. I'm trying oh, to find oh, my... Oh, conversion table. This That's is nice. the page. Okay. Here we go. This um, is the page. Yeah, here we go. This is where all my questions are. We're writing a book. <laughs> What the fuck is a dolphin and blue moon? Did you make that up? <laughs> yeah, I made this up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, good, if you can look you up, heard of if you dolphin? can go under, is it Urban Dictionary? If you can go under Urban Dictionary and see what you find. I feel like dolphin's probably a thing. Oh, um, for sure. Blue moon, I feel like a Someone's blue. got a blow Tell me somewhere. about in, in the streets. In the straight world, usually. Oh, I thought you meant in the streets. I'm yeah, a dolphin in the, in the streets. Uh, in, in the straight world, quote unquote, it's when a guy and a girl are having sex and the guy almost accidentally puts his dick in her ass and she goes, eh, eh, like a dolphin. <laughs> oh. Put an orange in her mouth. 
Red Bloomin' Beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Just garnish it. Yeah. Just like garnish the, it. This episode of Pleasantry is brought to you by Blue Moon. They're like, please, please do it. They're, they're like, yeah. They're like, yeah. They're not affiliated with that dirty podcast. No. That queer cast, not at all. Not queer cast. Um, did anything pleasant happen to anyone? I went to the dentist. Ooh, okay. You might have misinterpreted pleasant. Um, <laughs> pleasant is something you enjoy. Um, I, I, I asked for, I asked for nitrous. Ooh. And so I got fucked up and I watched Planet Earth. <laughs> that actually I sounds learned incredible. That, um, what are they called? There's some sort of, for, sort of form of geese. Uh, they mate for life. Mm. They're the ones that go to Antarctica. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's not. Did you know that lions don't usually eat elephants, but if they get really hungry, they will. No. Would you? It's, take a, risky, on an it's a risky buy. Yeah. <laughs> um, Courtney's showing us a video of of the. Oh show. no, she's wearing an outfit. <laughs> Bless you. Of oh she's oh a girl oh. just running on her hands like a horse. We'll link this in. Wow! Wow! Episode. Wow! <laughs> she's also very tall, so her she's, butt is yeah. really there. Just doesn't she's really good at it. I saw a video where she was doing jumps. I feel like I want to try this. I want to try this in the yard. I want to see the jumps. I'm really confused about this soundtrack. <laughs> oh. oh! Oh shit! Wow! Is she got She lives what? somewhere like Montana, where yeah. she has she's nothing Sweden, else to do. She's in Sweden or something weird. Oh yeah, okay. all they something have to, weird. All they do is like count snowflakes up. They have <laughs> Sorry, get back to, to what you were talking about. They have like universal health care, and so they don't worry about shit. So yeah, they, they, they run around on their goddamn hands. If I break my neck, I'll just go to the doctor. <laughs> I'll just go to the doctor and get taken care of. Sorry, I was doing horse shit. Yeah, I was doing horse shit, doctor. Sorry. He's like, yeah. God, what are you doing? That's what he's doing. Sorry to everyone who we've offended with that accent. <laughs> She's like, Doctor! I was doing whole stuff in the yard! <laughs> I'm sorry. I only have one European That's accent. It's German. <laughs> German. That's what I, last time I was at the dentist, I watched that for like two hours. And I was like, do you know no one's ever seen a whale shark give birth? And they were like, what? They were like, Courtney, you, you had three cavities, okay? <laughs> when we were watching today, I was like, look at the fox babies! And they're just like... <laughs> Christy was sitting in the room, she went to a book, they're like, Christy does not seem interested. I'm like, but they're so cute! What do you mean no one's ever seen a whale shark give birth? Just watch it long enough. They all go to this very <laughs> yeah. deep place. And then they disappear. Oh, and like come too back deep in the babies. ocean for us to... Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, I don't understand cool. when they tell us too deep in the ocean. We've what? been to space. That's true. That's different. And the GoPro. It's different. No. Those different. Though. Different. Okay, it's, it's different. Okay. So both my Don't parents. We can't both send my the parents are, The ocean fascinates both me. Both my yeah, the ocean's red. Both my parents are aerospace engineers. My mom worked on mission control for eight years. Um, space. They literally fix the shuttle with the duct tape. Like space is not yeah. the crazy <laughs> shit that we think it is. The ocean though, provide. There's so much pressure. Um, yeah, squeezing, like, we can't, we haven't yet created stuff that can withstand evil, that kind of pressure. No, but we haven't made materials that can withstand that kind of pressure because it's so. Did you know? Better idea. Send a whale shark. <laughs> Teach him to speak. GoPro <laughs> on a whale shark. It's <laughs> 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 fucking insane. That's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> when, my, when my mom told me that in a pinch they fix the space shuttle with duct tape, I was like. <laughs> Mom, y'all should tell duct tape that. I bet they'll give you a bunch of free duct tape. They They're would like, love that. And she was like, no, baby, we can't tell people that we're fixing the space shuttle with duct tape. I was like, oh, God. Duct tape, like, we don't want that liability. <laughs> She's like, but it works really well. I was like, fuck. That's more, more videos. <laughs> Anything exciting for you? Chunk um, loves whoever's purse that is. Uh, <laughs> I... Yeah, she's wrapping up. I um I got I did my first paid speaking gig. 
They did pay me in a coffee gift card, but I'm counting. Making it. I'm counting it. You made it. And I didn't, I did not know it was a speaking gig. I went just thinking I would be mingling with entrepreneurs. And then I got there and they mic'd me and put me on stage. And they were like, go ahead, tell your story. And I was like, hey, everybody. (laughs) No, it went really well, which was super fun. And I got to meet a bunch of really cool young entrepreneurs from Austria, which was also hilarious. They had great accents. Oh, do it. I, I mean the that sound that sound is like oh like they're like okay so I have a question about my business it's a and like that's a little bit extreme but like it was a lot like that and they're so funny there's these two guys that were twins and I was like I was like y'all are the same thing but I'm gonna give you each a a, a business card so you can <laughs> share with other people or I don't know what you need do to whatever do. you want I don't really to. know how twinning stuff works but are you looking at this girl but I know other twins they're just one person good so job many guys questions still about this horse girl. <laughs> she has to have a six pack. Oh, for oh sure. and like crazy back muscles too, right? From like she's swimming on land, running all the time. She's doing yeah. the butterfly stroke on land. Exactly. What's wrong with her? She lives, How old is she? She lives in the middle of nowhere. Um, can she hunt if animals? anyone knows the horse running girl, we'd love to have her on. We'll try to link. Hit us up at queerforit yeah. at gmail.com. Um, Queer for a podcast. A Queer for a podcast at gmail.com. Damn. Get it together. That are really interested in horses. Okay. <laughs> I love swine Did you have a. Yeah. yeah. About me now. Were you, did you have a pleasant time at all this week? I did. I. At least once. Had a first date last Tuesday, second date last night. She's lovely. Um, we had a really open and honest conversation of we're just casually dating, like we're seeing other people, which was really nice. Thank you. Um, I have two first dates this week coming up. Um, she tossed her hair like Beyonce. You couldn't see it. But you should feel it. Um, Friday night, we had the trans non-binary meetup, which was really nice. Court was there doing the flop thing. Um, and then Sunday, a really good friend of mine who I met last year, um, whose brother lives in Boston, uh, it was his birthday. His brother came into town. And I was really excited because I hadn't seen him in a year. And I also got to meet their mom, who lives in Memphis. And so now I'm going to go hang out with her in Memphis this <laughs> This summer, well, this fall, you know, to try to take more trips that I don't have to like pay for lodging yet. Oh, this week's segment, this dog's got excited for the beer. This week's segment brought to you by Austin East Cider's Watermelon Cider. It's their new flavor for summer. And I don't personally love watermelon, but Courtney's been drinking this one. It's a very light, very refreshing, uh, nice. Summer sipping um, cider. Bevy. Bevy. Summer sipping cider. They yeah. should go with that. They should. Summer yeah. sipping cider. Yeah. Austin awesome. Cider should def, uh sponsor us. Yeah, I have a contact. We we'll do talk. We do drink a fair bit of awesome. <laughs> cider. Yes. Ciders. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers, Quiz. Cheers. Cheers, Quiz. Cheers. I'll be drinking next week. I miss you so much. Good to say. And we're back. And we this are week. back. <laughs> um, this week we're talking about toxic friendships and what to do, which I feel very drawn to because I recently ended a friendship with a girl I've known since I was 19 and now 29. So a 10-year friendship because she turned out to be fucking trash. Um, Does I she listen to the podcast? I hope so. Hi, shout out to Random Girl. Trasha, you know who you are. Trasha, um, <laughs> we're coming at you. She's a she's the type of person like when she gets in a relationship she drops all of her friends. So she started dating this guy who like didn't like any of our friends. 
He had never met us, but decided he didn't like any of us. And she's like, okay. So she told us that we weren't being supportive of her in her relationship. And so she got rid of us. And I was like, you know, I could be upset about this, but also you haven't really changed in the 10 years we've been friends. So bless you. Goodbye. Um, I'm a big believer in that sometimes you just outgrow people, but also the universe is really good at separating you from people you don't have the nerve to do like the separation on your own. So I believe that this was something bigger than me to just kind of let her go. I think there's something to to um, to your observation that you've watched your friend cycle her same issues over and over again. Like you said, for a decade, you've watched her be the same for a decade. Uh-huh. Like I, I mostly think that people can be worked with or worked on or whatever. Uh-huh. But when you've been watching someone cycle and not make changes for a long time, like uh-huh. feel free to not have to take making that change on for them. They're obviously right. not urgent at all about needing to make it for themselves. Yeah, and then so. also like she ran into a mutual friend of ours and was like yeah they dropped up like they dropped me and they just like stopped stopped talking to me and I'm like people will make themselves the victim like everyone in the story is like they are always the the uh, protagonist in it and I'm like hmm so I'm like I'm also okay being the villain in your story if that's what you need to help you sleep at night yeah 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 makes me no never mind I'm lucky I really don't care what people think about me. Amen. I, I always tell people, like, I didn't talk to my own father for 15 years. Mm-hmm. This, you and I never speak to me. You, you I'm going to get through. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I'll survive. Sorry, boo. Yeah. But you guys just keep all your friendships. Roses. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. But they usually decide that they're not friends with me because I am the world's most forgiving person in the whole world. Mm. So if I lose a friendship, it's usually on someone else. Um, Yeah, this is relevant through my last um, breakup and then starting a new relationship. Mm -hmm. I ended up losing Mm -hmm. um, two of my quote-unquote best friends Mm -hmm. through that whole thing um, because they just decided they didn't like how I handled my breakup. They didn't like who I was, like, how I was going about dating someone new, that sort of thing. Um, And so, basically, they broke up with me because of my breakup. Um, And... Realizing now, like, talking about toxic friendships, like, I think that people absolutely should call out their friends if they think their behavior is problematic. But also, you need to realize, like, that your line in a certain area is, like, somewhere to not... Like, there's somewhere that you can't cross. And, like, for these people, they thought that they could tell me how I was allowed to handle something. And, like, Mm -hmm. you don't know um, another person's life. You aren't going through their Mm -hmm. own struggles. You aren't going through anything. So you can't tell someone how they should appropriately handle something. Um, and so after like losing those friendships, it was hilarious to me. Like one of those people broke up our friendship because, uh, I left my partner of four years and I moved on and all this stuff. And then I come to find out through mutual friends that like three months later, his partner of four years and cheated on her, even though they were in a polyamorous relationship. And he was so judgmental about my handling Mm -hmm. of things. And I'm like, welcome to fucking life. When you're judgmental about someone else, that's when life is going to put in front of you the exact same scenario. And you're probably going to go through the same thing and realize I wish other people would be graceful with me and be understanding and be my friend through it. And Mm -hmm. him and I haven't talked in six months and I, I fucking wish he would reach out and I would be like, I'm really sorry you went through that. And Mm -hmm. it was really tough for me to lose friendships through it, but also like shit happens. I hope you're happier now because I am Mm -hmm. and I am happier now not being your friend because I felt like your judgment through everything was bullshit. So you just held up a mirror for him and he couldn't handle what he was seeing. So he attacked you about it. Right. So it's just, it's just a, an indication of his mm-hmm. emotional maturity, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But losing friendships can suck and it can feel like the same as kind of like a breakup, I think. Like, oh. you definitely, like, mourn that loss and 
Um, it can be really, really tough because like it's not the same as a relationship because you don't have you like, don't expect like, it to end. you don't expect it to end. There aren't the same parameters on like what's supposed to be happening. You don't have the same control over everything because you know it's not an agreement you're both in together necessarily. It's unspoken, and then all of a sudden someone can decide this isn't for me or like can have a new friend that comes in the picture and replaces you in some Mm -hmm. situation. I don't know. I think that we kind of all don't expect friendships to end and they, they end way more often than I think we realize Mm -hmm. growing up. Like like, growing up, we think, Oh, I'm going to have this best friend forever. Or like, we'll form these friendships in college and know these people forever. I'm like, like three friends from college. Mm -hmm. Like I have like one friend from high school. Like, I think it's like a natural cycle to like shed friends and you'll keep like, you'll keep doing it. You'll keep like growing up. Hopefully you'll keep growing up out of your friend group and you'll make it, make it into a new one and you'll grow up out of your friend group and you'll make it into a new one. And the people that are like supposed to stick with you, you can't fuck them off anyway. Yeah. They're going to be there. They're going to keep being there, you know? So like they'll grow with you. Yeah, exactly. Then you know who, like who your cream is, right? They're Mm going to rise up with you. And if they can't, I, I mean like, I hate to give up on people. I feel like lots of people are super coachable. And like, I have a really good friend who has this really good friend for a long time, but they haven't been getting together. They haven't been like getting along lately. And she's like, I think I'm going to stop being friends with her. And I'm like, think about that though. You guys are having a communication issue right now. So you're going to throw away all of your years of friendship because you're having a communication issue right now. Or are you going to go to her and be like, Hey, I know we're really good friends. It's been bumming me out how we've been communicating. And I would love for us to get back to being good friends again, because like, I actually love you and I don't really give a shit what we're fighting about, you know? So like, I'd love to hear, you know, your reasons for why you're upset and you can hear my reasons for why I'm upset and we can understand each other. And if you're interested, we can move on. Cause I still want to be your friend. You know, I was like, I was like, either decide that you do want to be it with her or decide that like she just pulls too much from you and you don't want to be it with her anymore, you know? But there's a lot of people I think you can just have a straight conversation, a vulnerable conversation, which is what's hard for us. Have that vulnerable conversation. And then if they're willing to receive you and be vulnerable with you, they're your friend, you know? You can keep working with them. I think that's important. It's like knowing that a lot of friendship issues can be worked through, but a lot of people I think their first response is just like, oh, this person's trash and like, I'm mm-hmm, done. Mm-hmm. And like, why do we write people off so quickly too? Because we're afraid to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and being defensive is our first yeah. line of I protection. I think in the, the same regard though, like nobody, like the fact that almost none of us have a lot of friends from high school is probably pretty indicative of the fact that we were not the person we were meant to be in high school. Mm-hmm. So right, like we've all, all like grown and changed. Mm-hmm. So like, our best friend that we had from high school through college we were friends for seven years but she was dealing with a lot of like internalized homophobia i think so like the longer she was friends with with chris and i um she had issue with us both being gay and then when chris came out as trans she really dug her feet in about it and it just came to the point where i was just like i'm done with you like you're just not the friend that i need because you're not willing to grow and totally go out of this comfort zone box that you grew up in. And if that's the type of people and friends that you want, that's fine. But like, that is absolutely not the type of friends or people that I'm going to surround myself with because I'm still growing and evolving and trying to figure out the person that I am. I'm not the person that I was when we met as freshmen in high school uh, at all. Um, And I think that's when I learned my motto of lose my number. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not a, it's not a bad one to you. Just like, uh, what is that? What's that one? Drag queen. Oh, I can't think of her name, but her on RuPaul, the thing she would say all the time is water off a duck's back. 
Mm-hmm. She'd be like, oh, water off a duck's back, whatever. Like, that's fucking fine. I can't, you know, like, I don't need to deal with whatever you have going on. It's not about me. So I'm not really going to spend my time and energy on it. I feel like that's my general reaction to yeah. just bullshit. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, even like with one of our best friends, we, we lived together. Um, he started dating my one of my ex-girlfriends. And so we were friends for the entirety of us living together. What? Because I told him, well, before they started dating, I was like, hey, I'm not comfortable with this. Yeah. You know, like me and her, like we had a pretty complicated relationship. Um, We had been hooking up up until the point that they started dating. And then all of a sudden she was in my house and they were dating. And I was like, yeah, I need you to decide what friendship is more important. And they both have been, he had been my friend for five years. She had been my friend for seven and they both decided, like, exploring this new relationship was more important. And I was like, that's fine. We just won't be friends. Yeah. And so we weren't. Yeah, she, I just don't need this. We both, me and her, blocked each other. We haven't talked since then. They ended up breaking up because he knew it wasn't going anywhere. And we've, like, reconciled that friendship. But they're still, like, I know who he is. Like, I know the, the it was just something. At the time, it was what he wanted to do. He was being selfish. And he didn't want to be told what he could do. Sure. Which is understandable. But also, like friend rules and boundaries exist everyone knows like bro code it's a thing until you get put in that situation because he was like no it's not a thing nobody but every other person that we talked to about the story was like totally that's like a little bit against bro code right and like i don't know i mean yeah you don't date your roommate's girlfriend or your best friend's ex-girlfriend especially when you live together i mean there's there's only only a couple fuck that there's only a couple you know components to bro code and it's like don't date your homies like most imminent relationship you it's know ex, yeah. yeah i mean for yeah oh yeah oh yeah and that was it and it was like yeah we shared a, we shared a bathroom so it was like so you go there her fucking toothbrush was in there or they'd be taking a shower oh, and like, oh god I clean my and i was just starting to date and so like it put a lot of attention on our relationship too where she was just like like, why is it bothering you? And I was like, you know, it's just really hard for me to be an evolved human being in this situation. It was, I mean, it was all extra complicated, too, because, like, she was also friends with this ex-girl. Like, we all were friends. But then the moment that lines got crossed, we were like, oh, this is just, like, it's it's too dramatic, too fucking L word for me. Like, I don't have, I don't have time for, like, this messy of a situation. Um, and just because you don't have to. I feel like people don't understand that you don't have to be in a complicated the, situation. Right. Oh, no, and that's what I told. I ended up saying about that situation. And with him, I was like, we all, like, if a partner had put me through this bullshit and I was that uncomfortable, I would break up with him. Yeah. And I was like, so the fact that you're my friend doesn't mean I can't break up with you. And I'm breaking up with you. Totally. That's it. I'm, totally. I'm done. We're out of this. We don't have to be in a relationship anymore. Okay, so we all met at an entrepreneur, a mm-hmm. queer entrepreneur. We were speaking to out youth kids about entrepreneurship. And something that they asked was like, what's something that no one tells you in business that you can do? And we all have the same answer, mm-hmm. which was that you can fire customers. Oh yeah. Don't be afraid to fire customers. It's not any different than that. Mm-hmm. Like if someone's just like, there's this rule called the 80-20 rule. If you're fucking right, if you're uh, basically like um, you put out 100% effort, but 20% of that effort that you put out is going to be meaningful and come back to you in a way. And 80% of it's just kind of going to be bullshit. So be careful where you're putting your effort. Um, and so if this person is like, you're putting 80% out, but you're only getting 20% effort back from them, like, bye. Mm-hmm. I just don't have time. That's okay because there's people so willing to contribute to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, fire your friends. Take it back what you're saying. Like you just outgrow some people, and so like 
with me moving here and like no shade to my friends back home, but a lot of them are doing the same shit. And so like, when I go home, I'm like, what's same up? And I'm like, same I have old. a list of things. I haven't seen them in a year. And like, oh, you know, just working at the same job, doing the same thing, dating the same person who's still trash. I'm like, oh, okay. And then like, and so like, I, not that I feel bad, but I just put so much stuff into perspective of like, oh, I've changed so much. And I think that's another part of growth too, is like, I've had friends who stopped being friends with me because they saw how rapidly I was changing and they weren't ready to change too. Yeah. So it's that thing of like, it's it's also okay to outgrow people and yeah. it's no bad blood, I think it's but. important to also try to befriend people who do challenge you. Right. Because oh, like, I agree. Like, yeah. like my little brother still lives at home and he never went to college. So he's the most conservative person in my family. Mm. And I think that it's for that very reason. Like he's had the same friend group that he had in high school. Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of middle-class white boys, mm-hmm. you know, who all like still live at home, didn't go to college, just like live in like, well, they, it's not rural at all, but they like to pretend that they're like rednecks and they're not. And yeah, my brother has an accent for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have accents, but my brother has a country accent. So like, if that gives you any perspective, okay. but he was never challenged. And like, if he went to college and like he had to encounter queer people or, you that know, more than one black person than yeah. the person that was on his football team or like something like that, like yeah. possibly he could have grown beyond sure. where he's at right now, but he's at like full potential for the the pot that he's been growing in, you know, like he hasn't been allowed to like spread his wings and fly. And I think that he won't ever do that, uh, which is really sad. Not to, not to make like a, an unkind comparison, but like, okay, flies. So flies, they flies that cut like mosquitoes, they live outside. They're smart. They do different things. When you accidentally end up growing flies inside, like fruit flies, They've stayed in their one location. They're only breeding with themselves. They actually start to lose the ability to fly and they can only walk because they're not amongst other stuff where they can continue to grow. And then you just get a bunch of, you just have a bunch of dumbass fruit flies that you just trap with some vinegar and you're done with them, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's like that same thing. If you just don't expand outside your ecosystem at all, if you don't like put yourself in a group where you're uncomfortable or a bunch of people that you don't fucking know or just like try new shit, you'll just fuck just keep turning in your same exact circle and then eventually you'll die. Like, mm-hmm. the smartest person in the room, find a new room. is one of my family mottos. Oh yeah. When you're yeah. the smartest person, person in the room, room find, find a new, new room. room. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Have any of y'all had to deal with a thing of like, everyone, a lot of people say like it's harder to make friendships as we get older. For me, I don't find that, mm-hmm. but a lot of people say that a lot or like they're afraid to like try to be someone's friend. I have a friend who like, We've been hanging out. We started hanging out last year. And so they've been, like, working through, like, being more extroverted because they're very shy. Um, and so they, like, it was super cute. They, like, text someone, like, do you want to be your friend? Because they're just so shy. So, like, I guess for us, like, we're all pretty extroverted people. Yeah. But that's been a really interesting thing to hear from other people. Like, I, they do not know how to make friendships. So they cannot make friendships. And so, my girl, oh, K-Tour, we love you. Have a question? you. Oh, oh, you were, no, oh, you were a person, you think, you self-identify okay, so you as just, someone you who has trouble time making for friends. Bullshit. And I think a lot of people aren't ready to have their <laughs> lives read for filth, which I enjoy. <laughs> you have that face of like, just please. You're like, you better say something. Your face says you better say something good right now. <laughs> make it worth my while. I'm going to fucking walk away before the sentence is over. <laughs> well, the only thing about getting older, in my opinion, is that like, you are presented with like, less um, magnitudes of the ability to have friendships like when you're younger when you're younger there's like 
you know, you have 30 people class, in every class totally. and you have your so school, many people school, on your university. Whereas floor. like as an adult, it's like I'm going to encounter like X amount of people at certain encounters. And like how many of those people are actually going to be people that I like, maybe talk to? Mm-hmm. And how many of those people that I talk to actually are going to be people that I like share interests with and whatever. Mm-hmm. But also like the older you get, like you like weed those people out more whereas like when you're younger you'd probably be friends with every single person you talk to but as an mm-hmm. adult like you have your own mentality you have your own morals you have your own political mm-hmm. beliefs you have your own mm-hmm. thought you're thoughts. more refined in your right. self so you're, you're more selective in general so I don't know that it's like harder it's no. just that you yeah in elementary school you invite every kid in your class to your birthday, birthday. <laughs> Totally. You don't do that now. Well, we, it's as you. Oh, man. Yes. My, okay, so I did. I all the kids in my class. So I'm doing an accelerator right now, so my brain is very business focused. But I'm like, yeah, as you get further along in your process, you uh, you associate with better product market fit, and then you yeah. are, you know, talking to your um, your correct market more. Yeah. You're the people that make most sense to you, and you make most sense to them, and it's fun. Right. You know? So it might be, like, slightly more difficult because, like, the pool of people you're talking to is <laughs> smaller and more select, but presumably the people that you create friendships with will be of higher quality. Quality. So... Absolutely. Yeah. That just kind of comes with the territory of yeah. being yeah. an older person. Yeah. I also, one of my, my adoptive dad is a pastor, so I have nothing but inspirational quotes at my, at my leisure. Um, but one of his things he always taught, taught us, like, not everybody is your friend. And, like, being your friend is, like, an honor, which is something I hold yeah, really deal, yeah, yeah. dear. Um, so he has a thing about, like, cheerleader friends versus, like, real friends. Like, cheerleader friends are a person who's, like, there but always says yes to you. But a real friend is someone who, like, call you out on your shit. So, like, yes, like, the cheerleader mm-hmm. friends, like, people who you want, like events like hype you up and stuff like when you're going through a tough time who are like your real core people that you can go to so i also wanted to like touch base on that like on real friendships versus like acquaintanceships it's like a tiered system of friendship for sure because i'm the person who invites everyone to her birthday (laughs) well i do a lot of people on your birthday i do want to i do want to clarify on birthday dinner I do want to clarify on the, like, because I touched on that a little bit earlier, but um, absolutely as friends, like, we should call each other out, but we should also, like, realize, like, as friends and, like, when realizing which friends are toxic and not, like, there, like I said earlier, there's, like, a line as far as, like, as far as people should be allowed to call you out. Like, yes, mm-hmm. your friends are the closest people to you and know what's good for you and know, like, they just, they know you, but also, like, everyone has their own innate biases, so, like, the fact that, like, some people think, like, well, I'm being your friend, so, like, I'm calling you out. Mm-hmm. There is a very fine line of, mm-hmm. like, no, you being actually mean, you yeah. actually are just, like, there's, you, can, just you can be judgmental. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, there isn't just this guise of being, like, oh, I care about you as your friend, and I'm calling you out. Like, you still have to tiptoe that, like, yeah, like, I, I see the part of you that does want the best for me, or does want to, like, say, like, you're doing something shitty, but also, like... They still might have their own um, ulterior motives mm-hmm. for calling you out. They, well, they still have their own internal biases they can't right. fight. And it might be partially, I think a lot of times, sometimes people call you out to be your friend, but like they care how it reflects on them. Because, like, for me, like this all kind of everything comes back a lot to like this last breakup, but like one of the friends that like broke up with me basically was like, well, all these people are asking me how I can be your friend when you did this thing. 
Okay, and I'm like, so one, you care more yeah, about why that's Who's like, asking that? Yeah, and I'm like, nobody ask, asked me. Nobody ask was me. like, you know what? It really reflects on you poorly that your identical twin did this thing. So why are they going up to some random guy you've known for three years saying it reflects yeah. on him? Also, number two, I don't give a fuck how it reflects on me because it doesn't have anything <laughs> Not to do with my life. Yeah. yeah, and that's why people need to detach from yeah. that. Because a lot of times they're like, oh well, yeah. I'm calling you out because like, if you're my best friend and you do this thing, then it looks bad on me, and it's like. No, people no. I need themselves too. I strongly. allow you. You, yeah. need, you get to have one opinion, and then, but beyond that, you don't. That opinion doesn't necessarily get to stick. Like you can say what you want, but that doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to do what you want. Mm-hmm. And that should so, be grounds for not being. No, friend. like you can I can voice be, your opinion. I can be like, I hear you. I'm still going to do what I want to do. People. And if you decide that because we differ and I didn't hear you and I didn't do what you wanted me to do, we're not friends anymore. That's not a friendship. You totally. wanted to dictate what yeah. I was doing. It's not. A, that's not unconditional. It's conditional. No, but I was gonna, it's that thing of like, my grandma says it, said it a lot when I was growing up, like you are the company you keep. Mm-hmm. But I think like you're saying, it's only to a certain amount of, of space. Like your actions are not my actions. Like I'm not doing the same thing you're doing. You're my friend and I'm loving you through that and working through that. Mm-hmm. But I wish someone would have fucking asked me. Me too. Like, mm-hmm. Also, people don't ask me important questions. No, because <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I would like, and? It makes me think of Dr. Brene Brown, right? Uh, just the vulnerability um, talk. I think it's like six hours. Um, she's so good. I saw her at the so armchair good. expert. She's um, so good. Dax Shepard's armchair expert. He did a whole show here last fall, and mm-hmm. she was the guest. She was, so like, I was the like, surprise guest, right? And I had never heard any of her talks. Yeah. But I hadn't heard her TED talk or anything. She's on the Netflix. Oh, she's she's incredible. She's incredible. She went to the college that I went. She's a teacher at the college that I went. To. Oh, yeah. Um, so. U of H, she, right? U of H, yeah. She talks about how only people that are validated by you um, can give you um, like a real feedback about mm-hmm. yourself. So only friends that you have validated through like um, vulnerability, where like they're vulnerable with you, you know it's a safe space to be vulnerable with each other. They hear you, they listen, they don't. Like they come, they listen to you with compassion. They know that you're just trying to do the best job all the time. So they're not judging you for the things you do, but they might be like, Hey man, <laughs> did you think you could maybe do this? Yeah. You know, like they're, they're here for you and you're on your journey and they love you and they're not trying to punish you for the ways you're being. And you know that you can feel which friends are that and which friends are not that. Yeah. Uh-huh. But like, um, yeah, she has a whole conversation about like just anyone giving you feedback and then validated uh, feedback, which you should listen to. Yeah. But that's based on like people that you love that have met the criteria of being allowed to val- like ha- give you validated feedback. Yeah. I think that's important. And I think also taking feedback with a grain of salt, like from people who have not gone through the experiences that you've been through. So like if anyone wants to give me relationship advice, totally cool. If you haven't been in a serious relationship, don't talk to me. Okay. <laughs> It's just like people who want to give me job advice and you've never had a job. Like you can sit there and be like, why would you quit your job? Why would you do this? You should really do like, you don't know. Like if you have never had to work for something, then don't give me advice on how to work to something. If you've never been through a complicated relationship that's lasted beyond four years and then figured it like fallen out of love with somebody shit fucking happens, dude. Like you can sit there at your 21 year old self talking to one of your friends uh, who's never been in a relationship and then say like you owed it to that person and you owe it to me and blah 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 it's, no that's not how life works life is messy and it's complicated like almost nobody's been through the exact same situation or shoes that ever anyone else has excuse me in the in regards to your situation I had gone through a very similar similar situation prior to 
your relationship ending. So to an extent, I was like, hey, I get it. And I'm not going to sit here and try to dictate how you handle it, which is also why I wasn't very judgmental of the fact that things went the way that they did. Because I know I was in a relationship one second, and then the next second I was like, I'm not in this relationship anymore. And that's nobody else's fucking business. And everyone's just trying to figure out their way through Like, if it's not like you... And also, everyone is better off. That She is fine. She is living her life. She (laughs) She is fine. fine. (laughs) She is fine as wine, one of a kind. Um, Well, she's not fine as wine, but she's all right. She's she's still living, and I am much better off. (laughs) I mean, who would be better off after me? You still got a face and she doing shit, okay? I mean, let's be real. I ain't worried. She downgraded, but we're good. (laughs) But we're good. Y'all, but we're good. Yeah. No, to complete Courtney's thought. <laughs> I love you. You're my favorite. <laughs> never, never change. Oh Courtney is the pettiest bitch. I love it. Courtney, <laughs> if y'all don't know, we call her Courtney, Courtney Petty Rhodes. We call her Courtney Petty Rhodes. And you know that girl did one time because uh, after we broke up, I hashtagged a photo that I was with Kristen and this other girl with both of them in my arms, and I hashtag Courtney Petty Rhodes. And she wrote me a letter afterwards and was like, you know, I thought Courtney Danielle Rhodes is a much better name for you. Oh, and I was like, wait, my gosh. I am with those oh, facts. Oh, man. Also, but to go back to like the supportive friend thing, <laughs> I give a lot of advice. People come to me for advice, but yeah. then I always like, take this as someone who's never, well, and then fill in the blank. Mm. Um, but I often have friends who I'm from the East Coast. I do a lot of tough love. It's just my it's my love language. Um, but I will, I've now learned to ask friends of like, do you want tough love or do you want what you want to hear love? Like yeah. I give them that option. I'm like I'm like they're gonna be different answers because I've learned how to how to hone them in. But it's I don't just, believe in what do you want to hear love. Huh? I don't believe in what you want to hear about. Um, well, I, th- I think uh, I think I I think because coming from a very large family, like you have to. I've learned like you have to parent each kid differently you have to friendship different people yeah yeah you have to leadership every person to the best way that they can take the they can receive the information um something that what Courtney was saying you were like you were like most people haven't had your similar experience I go all the way with that and I think that no one has had my exact Mm -hmm. same experience therefore like I'm not someone who will pull people around me for things like a lot of people will be like oh hey I have this situation what do you think I have this situation what do you think I know that no one has had my life experience. No one's done my exact same thing, right? So I'm going to go with whatever my intuition says. I'm not going to let anyone put a filter on that Mm -hmm. because I think that's where people get off with themselves. Oh, yeah. And I think just making sure that your narrative is out there and making sure people know, like, where you're coming from because I think maybe that's how I handled my situation differently than you did. I put out there, I was like, I am unhappy. So I'm no longer (laughs) in this relationship. I am now dating this person. I'm happy. And then everybody's like, cool. We're not like, we're, there's no, no I wasn't fighting. Asking questions. I didn't yeah. ask any questions. No, I didn't say, yeah. how do you feel about this? Yeah. I'm going to whatever, whatever. Yeah. It was like, this is just facts. And yeah. this is where my life is now. I also had less of an audience than you do. Because you have truly people who don't actually get any sort of real opinion on your life, mm-hmm. giving you an opinion, shouting mm-hmm. into the void. But to an extent, like I, like even my family, like our little sister, She's just like, yeah, just Kristen just showed up one day. I'm like, yep, because I just made it a fact of our lives. Like, Kristen was just there. Yeah. It's like, I got rid of Not one. for discussion. I decided this is where my life was going. And then my girlfriend was there. And it is just what it was. I didn't ask anybody's permission to live my life. And I think that's an important thing to do. It's hard. And people will try to give their opinions about things. I mean, I, I think. ask anybody. No, and I think, I think to a certain extent, you did give my, you did give me a little bit of a, of opinion going forward because you were in 
you were there with me in my old relationship. And so when you saw shit about to happen, you were like, ah, can you think weird? Think through what you're doing. But you were the only person who was really like through the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but even then I was like, yeah, I didn't really ask. And then I just sort of blew it all up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I was the one left to deal with it. And that's how it, and also at the end of the, the best day, way you yeah. know how to do it. And at the end of the day, you're the only person who's going to be there for yourself, mm-hmm. really, through mm-hmm. that situation, mm-hmm. through every single life experience. So mm-hmm. deal with it however you have to deal with it. Wherever you have your own back. Are. At least have your own back. Yeah. 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 Don't make choices for other people ever. Mm-hmm. Well, that helps me circle back to what someone said earlier. I can't remember who it was because we... Because we so, drink. Yeah. <laughs> well, and we've been talking. But... I think it was you that said something about owing other people friendships or not. We don't owe anybody Mm. anything. Mm -hmm. Nobody owes anybody. I think we like live these lives thinking like, oh, well, like they were my friend for such and such years. And so I owed this or I owed that and blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm not saying write people off like easy, but I'm also saying like the fact that we sometimes put ourselves through the ringer saying like, oh, but they were there for this. And so I owe them that blah, blah, blah. Shit happens. They were there for you through that. Thank God. Thank you for being there. Moving on. Done. Yeah. yeah done. Like, <laughs> yeah. Totally. Also, let's stop giving people credit for doing, like, the right thing. <laughs> Chris <laughs> Rock. You. Chris Rock has a comedy piece about that where he talks about, like, some, like, black dads being there for their kids and wanting awards for it. And he's like, you're motherfucking supposed to raise your own child. Like, yeah. it's not babysitting. You're the dad. Yeah. Like, oh my God, I, so I mean, that's what, that's what people like said to him, like through his breakup. Like so many of the friends that like left were like, she was there through your transition. Like she was, I was like, she was a good human. Like, what was she supposed to do? Yeah. Like, that doesn't mean anything. Absolutely. At all. Congratulations. And she will continue to move forward in her yeah. life being as good a human as she can. Like, she doesn't good get job. extra gold stars because you transitioned <laughs> in the last four years. And then I was also in a relationship for the last four years. And I broke up with that girl. But I didn't transition, so she gets less gold stars. So it's more acceptable <laughs> that I broke up with her. What? Yeah, yeah. Like, no. 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 no not not, not even a little bit. No. No. You sign up for whatever bullshit comes along with that person. And you don't get gold stars. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You sign up for the bullshit when you're done. Unsubscribe to the bullshit. Yeah. Like, it's up to you. Hit unsubscribe. Yeah, unsubscribe and block that bullshit. Lose my number. Hashtag lose my email. That segues into the conversation that I think we often have of how do we deal, like, if we have friends, but then they have friends who we don't like. like oh. Friends once removed. Oh, when you hate your friends' friends? Yes. Which, <laughs> but you gotta be cool because you're friends? Yeah. Um... Let's see. So I'm really good at bullshitting, but my face gives me away. Yeah, that's Kristen. So <laughs> you'll like, I'm really good at like, that's my job. Just like be really nice. She's like, but also like, you'll know like my face and my voice will not match. So I'm like, I'm not really good at faking it. I usually get along with most to everyone. I So like, tr- like I'm a salesperson. I'm a trained salesperson, just a natural salesperson. I'm all the salesperson things. And, um, it's hard for me to not relate with someone, but when I find that I am not, I just know that whatever's happening for them is not about me. They're not personally trying to offend me. They're not blah, blah, blah. They, you, It's more than likely that they don't have enough um, acceptance of their self or awareness of themselves that they feel like they either can interact with you, like they're lacking some confidence about it, or the only way they know how to interact with people is kind of in like a like a persnickety way and it's not that pleasant and even then I can usually turn a conversation around but if I can't with someone then I really know it's not about me like woof whatever you've got about you sorry about that brother hope it gets better woof yeah woof 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 buzz 
Yeah, I just want to hang out with you. <laughs> done and done. Courtney's like, I lose my face. Yeah, okay. uh, I really, I barely have time for my own friends. So. Yeah. <laughs> That needs to be on a shirt. Yeah. I barely have time for my own friends. Please. Add it, add it to the list. Add it to the list. Yeah. Merch. Merch. I don't have time for that. Like, I that don't was, need more friends. <laughs> I don't like, that was the unfortunate part of one of our friends was moving away, and he was having a going away party, and there was going to be people there that I didn't like, and I was like, I don't have to be there. Yeah. Yes. That's fine. Yes, we all had the same friend. We would have liked to go to his party. <laughs> and he had a bunch of other people there that just... Weren't as pleasant with our friend. I don't like to make myself uncomfortable, so I don't know. Good for you. Good for you. And also, I don't want to show up somewhere where, like, okay, I can get along with my ex or whoever the fuck, but like, I don't need to put myself in a scenario where maybe they will be uncomfortable, and then that will then make the person throwing the party uncomfortable. Like, mm-hmm. it's more important to me that y'all have a fucking good time mm-hmm. than I show up and have to put on a nice face. I will find something better to do. Absolutely. Right? I'll fucking, you know, draw in my room or watch nature documentaries or... Laundry. Read about homo sapiens. <laughs> Laundry. <laughs> fucking try to soak, soak my fake nails off or something. Yeah. <laughs> I will do something my else. Yeah. I'll floss. Y'all, I will floss my teeth. You know I haven't flossed in a while. That's good. Uh, clean the Y'all need to do this for a while? I'm going to go... What is that? I'm going to go pour piping hot magma in my eye. Bye. <laughs> uh, goodbye. Yep. I'd love to drain out my bathroom <laughs> drain right now. You know what I gotta do? I got I got a drain that's calling for a snake in y'all. I, <laughs> and that's yeah, not girl, a euphemism. I gotta get yeah, out of here. My, girl, my girlfriend's hair's been accumulating for about six months. Well to pull it out of it sounds like you. <laughs> it's um, not. I love that. It's the best because I know it's not my hair, yeah. so it's 100% hers. So, <laughs> if your friend has friends you don't like, be nice to them, and you don't have to interact with them. <laughs> Let them, or have separate time. You can all, separate time. All friends don't have to hang out at the same yeah, time. Yeah. I've like actually always really liked, I don't know why, but as even as a very young person, I identified that I was someone who, enjoy, I like when my friends, ha, uh, when my friend, I'm friends with, uh, people who aren't friends with each other. I think that's fucking fine. I'm like, cool. I like that y'all are completely different and maybe don't like each other. I don't give a shit, but I appreciate that I can enjoy individual things about you. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think about. Yeah. Also, there's less feelings hurt when then those people don't invite you and then they hang out with each other and you're like, you know what? I wasn't at work today, but that's fine. <laughs> okay, cool. Oh, did y'all have so much fun? Cool. Cool. I'm yeah, so glad. I loved it. I loved it. I loved looking at your Instagram photos. <laughs> yeah. Your stories uh, looked really fun, guys. I'm glad. Really fun. Yeah. Um, I also want to say, we, I know we've been a little bit, we've been a little bit talking negatively on friendships. I started a new thing for myself uh, a little over a year ago. I met a person I thought was really special, and I decided... Was it me? <laughs> yes. Courtney, this is how I tell you. Thanks. Um, I met a person I thought was really special. It's my friend Sophia. And... Um, I want I'm very experimental with my life. So I was like, I want to try a new thing. I want to try an extremely intentional friendship um, to see, cause I'm looking for quality of things. I'm looking for quality over volume. And so we were like, I was like, look girl, you're awesome. I think you're really smart. I want you to like call me out when you think I'm being BS. I want you to help shine light on areas where you think I can grow. You know, I want you to feel the freedom in our communication to say whatever you feel like, you might want to tell me to help me be better. And I promise I will listen to you from a place of compassion, understanding, and knowing that you're trying to make me a better friend. 
And we've had like this very cool, um, just like super, I've had super growth in this friendship, which is cool. And we've got, our friendship has gone through phases. We dated and then we were open and now we're just friends. And it, and it's still, it's stronger than it was when we dated. It's even better than when we dated, which is incredible. Um, but we just made like this commitment to communication and I'm, and since then, when I start new relationships, I'm like, Hey, I have this commitment to communication. Are you interested in doing that with me? Cause I'm looking for authenticity. I'm not looking for, um, things you might, I don't want you to tell me things you think I want to hear. I want you to be super straightforward with me so I can like in every moment of our friendship, I can decide that, yeah, you're someone I want to be friends with. Like, but if you lie to me, I really don't get that opportunity to know who you really are. And if you fake me for the sake of my feelings, then I, again, you're robbing me of that opportunity to know who you really are and how we really are compatible with each other. So I think that's really fun. Just starting this new practice of intentional friendships where like, Hey, I'm communicating with you. And it's because I, because we both have told each other we want to grow and um, we don't want to BS. Yeah. You know? And it all comes from a place of love. And if you think it's bullshit, fucking tell me and we'll keep talking about it. I don't know. I guess the commitment is to communication, which a lot mm-hmm. I got from working at Lululemon, but it also made really strong friendships there. So I think just it. like committing to like, I think the older that you get, the more, you know, like when you meet people, like, do I want to be friends with these people? Mm-hmm. And like, so I feel like I've done that recently, like in the last like two years. So like when we met you, I knew we wanted to be friends. Oh my gosh. Like immediately, we all like finished our talk and we all looked at each other and we were like, so we're going to get each other's numbers. We're yeah, going to right? do something else. With there was so, like, like four other people on that. And we just were like, fuck, we were like, fuck them. <laughs> I'll do respect, but fuck y'all. And can we're going to be a happy hour. Um, but like, after that. So we did that. We did that with you, and like, I really like enjoy our friendship, and I think that it's a good friendship. In my life, we're already friends. We're we're already not part of mine, but I want to hear about me. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. God, <laughs> we were already friends. Not the point. <laughs> From the day that you showed up on my porch and we hugged, we were friends. Very true. Yeah. To be fair, uh, I did stalk you on Instagram. First. Oh yeah. That's how I make people. Do my you just showed up, and I just like hugged you, like I already knew you, and I was like, oh hi, we're friends That's now. Um. So yes, both of these friendships, but also when we met, like April and Lindsay. So we met them like two years ago at a bar. They're cute. We were randomly at this bar with one of our friends that we went to high school with, and she lives in New York now. And then um, she knew this lesbian couple, April and Lindsay, and they showed up at this bar and like immediately me and Kristen were like, yeah, we click with them. Um, and I think that was also us wanting like other lesbian friends. We totally. don't have like couple friends, couple friends yeah. that we can all, that we can hang out with. And we also just like super match with each other. Like, I feel like we're constantly like back and forth, like, I'm 100 on April's wavelength. She's on Lindsay's, and then we'll swap. And we'll be like, we just get it. Like when they not when swap, they, swap. Well, your BDSM yeah. scores for Switch were pretty high. Uh, we all got vanilla, almost 99. percent So we are gonna get Team Vanilla shirts. But yes. uh, they 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 all, they listened to the podcast last week and they were fucking dying. <laughs> Um, but, but like we like a hundred percent intentionally have like really cultivated that friendship. And I think that it's been a really good thing. And I, and I really like, really enjoy the fact that we made a point to be like, we met these people, we got along with them in this moment at a bar. And then after that being like, we should make this a real thing. And we did. And I got to meet them uh, because they go along with you guys places. And I was like, oh, these girls are fucking cool. Dope. And also I had noticed that I, because I used to CrossFit a bunch, I had, I noticed uh, I just noticed them. I'd seen one or two of them before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And been like, oh, cool. I've seen you guys. I didn't know you. Nice to meet you. Oh, you're awesome. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, they're such good people. But um, 
I feel like the intentional friendship thing like resonates with me because like I have lost like those friendships through this breakup and whatnot. And so like Shelby kind of reminds me a lot. She'll be like, well, like she always points out, she's like, well, you like you never lost Bree or like you and Chris get along really, really well. Like make sure you make time for those people that like <laughs> reach out to you and do this thing. And she's like, maybe it isn't the friends you had for like three years or five years, but like, what about April and Lindsay? What about like so-and-so? She's like, there's all these friendships that like, well, yes. What about your old roommate court? Yeah. Like she's like, well, there's those friendships that like, maybe they're new, but like they are these people that like are around or are like very, like when you're around them, they bring out so much light. So like, Mm -hmm. like maybe it's new, but like cultivate those and there'll be those friendships that you'll have. It just made me want to say like, be around people that make you feel good about yourself. You know, don't be around people that make you second guess yourself and judge yourself or like, I don't feel like shit. So I'm an entrepreneur. I spend a lot of time raising money and sometimes I completely run out of money. Yeah. And then I am reminded exactly who my friends are because they're like, don't worry, boo, come over for dinner. They're like, we don't hang out with you so you can spend money on us. Like, fucking just hang out with us, you know? We love you for that. You'll bounce back. This is part of the process. You're getting there. What is it? Don't confuse a delay with failure. Uh Yeah. You're just on your way. Well, also, that's, like, not to say, like, just the friends that, like, have been, like, kind of great through, like, these hard times. But, like, I mean... I had, like, a really hard time. Like, I feel like we weren't, like, so, so close. No, when like, I first met you, no. Not so, so close, but, like, mm-hmm. um, like through the whole breakup thing. And then I was, like, struggling with, like, me and Shelby kind of ended things. And, like, you were that person that called me. And you're, like, let's walk around town. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, like, mm-hmm. I just, you're, like, I have time. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, just, like, be that, like, I mean, and you even called me out. You're, like, you need to assess which things mm-hmm. are right and what's wrong. And, like. But you didn't, like, a, that's the thing. is like, you can tell your friends, like, you're not doing the right thing or you need to figure out what's right for you. But, like, let them make their own decision without saying, like, I'm judging you. Well, we were yeah. talking about Myers-Briggs earlier. One yeah. of my five traits is I'm a relator. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, oh, you know, like, I'm not here to judge people because I'm like, shit, I fucking know exactly about how that feels. I've done that shit before. <laughs> like, uh, let me, I just want to share with people, like, Hey, here's what I learned and not saying I did it right or wrong, but here's what I learned is that if there's any way you can take what I learned and apply it to help yourself. Cool. That's all I hope. That's all I ever hope Mm -hmm. to give you. Right. And for with you. Right. Okay. So how old are you? 27. Okay. You're 27. I am 29. It is a couple years older. And I am like, Oh man, I saw myself do this before. And I was like, Hey, here's your pit for me here were the pitfalls and you're like oh yeah that's a thing and then i was like cool and here's uh the options for decisions i wish i had made before so that i could have moved forward with like integrity and power in my choice Mm -hmm. as opposed to just limp fishing around and um you know not making a choice and not moving forward with it and then everything becomes a huge mess Mm -hmm. you know and to your credit you were like got it i'm gonna make my decision i'm gonna move forward you know which Mm -hmm. is where I think a lot of people get stuck. They either maybe do make their decision or they don't make their decision and they vacillate and they get stuck there or they make their decision, but then they're weak with themselves, you know? Mm -hmm. So just like back yourself up. You got this. If it's wrong, you'll make a new, you'll figure it out. You'll change. You'll make a new decision, you know? But like, yeah, I think it's important also like with friends and with people to always like trust your gut about things Mm -hmm. because like a lot of the people who have cut themselves out of, your life and by association our lives i'm like yeah okay i saw that like i I knew that about like oh they've been pretentious the whole time okay yeah cool uh oh they're super judgmental okay cool like i like i knew they were gonna do that shit oh this person 
has treated their relationships, friendships, whatever, over and over shittily. And then all of then oh they finally turned on on me and then they did that the same patterns I've seen in their life they did that to me and I acted surprised like no that those mm-hmm. people like you have to recognize patterns and shit that people pull and just just be prepared if it comes back on you because just because like if someone is shitty towards other friends or other things or non-committal in their life and then all of a sudden they stop showing up for you they showed you that mm-hmm. you know like you just have to be prepared for those sort of things. Each week, we answer questions and give advice to our listeners in a segment we call Questions for the Queers. If you would like to send us questions, email us at queerforitpodcast at gmail.com. And if you do not want us to use your real name, please let us know, just like the person in the first question did, because this question comes from Anonymous. And they wrote... Hip-hop Anonymous? Yeah. They wrote, this question is for, I think, mainly Chris, but anyone who could help... Uh, would be much appreciated. So I'll give a little background. My fiance and I have been together for a while. We met before their transition journey started. They started the process about almost three months ago and they'd been on tea for almost two months. At the beginning, I was of course very, very nervous. I still am a little. This is all new for me. I knew of the trans community, but never dated anyone who was trans, let alone gone through this process with them. About a month ago, they started becoming distant from me and our relationship. I started feeling like they were going to slip through my fingers. We talked and got some things off of our chest and continued to move forward. Two weeks ago, our landlord put the front apartment up for rent, and my significant other told the landlord that they would rent it out. Now it's literally across the hall, and if both doors are open, it's basically one big apartment. However, we lived together for almost a year, and now they want their own space. But it's still a whole separate apartment from where we're living now, where I will be staying alone. What was once ours is now mine. There's a part of me that completely understands and gets it. And then there's a side of me that's heartbroken. Space to work on oneself is very important. And I'm excited to a point to have space as well. But I don't know what to do or how to feel. I'm in between therapists because mine is moving and that doesn't help either. Um, I can't just go to my new potential therapist because she doesn't know the whole story. And my therapist is moving and well moving. And so I can't see her. What are your thoughts, advice, your experience? I just need something to help right now. I don't want to push them away, which this transition is about them and not me. I love this human so freaking much um, for the human that they are. Um, This is the person I was put on this earth for, and I don't want to lose them. I know they're here and they haven't gone anywhere and won't, but I'm scared and nervous. How much space did you need? Is it normal for a trans person? Any advice would be so much appreciated. Anonymous. I would say one thing I didn't understand was, did they break up? And that's no. why the other person's no. moving? No, they no, just they're want still some together. individual space. They're starting to transition. Okay, they just cool. want some actual physical I think, space. I think I we're trained do. to be afraid of space, but I don't think space should be something you're afraid well, of. Well, but I'm a little confused, too. Did they clarify with the partner that wrote into us that they were renting that apartment? Because it kind of seemed like the way they worded it, like... It was a shock. It was a Surprise. shock. Yeah. So that's my my issue here. Well, one, I can't speak for all trans people. Like, we can't speak for any person totally. in a relationship. Right. But... I'm very much like space should not be alarming, but the fact that they did not communicate that yes. they wanted this space the space is what is alarming. Yeah. 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 And so for me, the fact that they just told your landlord, I want this other apartment and it was posed in a way that I'm understanding that it was a shock to mm. the person writing in. That is what this person seems very, oh, obviously they're right. Alarmed. Yeah. That would give yes, me pause. Yes. That would, that's some flags. That's some red flags for fucking sure. Um, uh, and I think it's hard. They said they lived together for a year. I think like you've, you sort of have entered into an agreement of what you think your life looks mm-hmm. like. And 
as someone who you hauls the fuck out of every situation, uh, if we were living together for a year and somebody immediately moved out and was like, we're still together, but we're not living together. That is almost like a breakup mm. to me. Like, cause mm-hmm. you just changed my entire world. My reality. Yeah, yeah. That's my reality has been, we live together. We share space. We probably share a bed. We share things. Mm-hmm. Someone's going to have to buy furniture. Like that is a, that's a huge seismic yeah. shift to my life. But because of the proximity or because of the communication? Mm-hmm. Both. Okay. Both. Uh, it's nice that they're across the hall. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I can only see that getting more messy. Of a, oh, yeah. absolutely. Almost slightly more of a, for me, yeah, it's a slap yeah. because like, they're so close, but like very much still like, this is my space, which is like, fine. It feels to me if they were like, well, I need more space. Like, could you not have discussed as a partnership? Like, Going let's get a bigger room. apartment. Yeah, and we yeah, still, yeah. we're still in this agreement together. They needed maybe more room to be on their own. It seems like they took like a baby step out of your relationship, mm-hmm. in my opinion. The, I mean, the other side of that too is right there. They want is they want to stay close to you, mm-hmm. but they're trying to explore themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. So they, they want stay to close to you, but they're trying to feel themselves out and they're understanding that they're having trouble doing it in your space. Right. Mm-hmm. And then what didn't work was the communication because mm-hmm. it didn't happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, maybe they did communicate. I mean, yeah. I think that that if that's missing yeah, yeah. from the email, but I do think just like, like you're saying, like maybe they are trying to stay close. Mm-hmm. I think there's also a double edge to that mm-hmm. where some people, it's like when you almost. break up, but you make sure that you still stay in contact because mm-hmm. you want to make sure you're in that person's peripheral. It's a safety net. It's like mm-hmm. making sure like, hey, I'm getting my space to like explore my shit, but I also am making sure you still can see me mm-hmm. because I don't want you to forget about me. Mm-hmm. And so like if they know like there's that person, the person who wrote in is still into the relationship, they're making sure like, hey, I didn't leave, you know, mm-hmm. like what more do you want from right. me? I could have. Like, I could have left. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I would have more issue actually with it being close. Also, like in what, the same building. What really broke my heart is like at the end when you're like, I was put on this earth like for to love this person, and I want to just re- like remind you like, and it's gonna sound really mm-hmm. a little bitchy, but I'm a big believer in like, there's eight billion people in the world. Like, I know right now it's been a year, and you think, we say like this is the person we plan to be with, but like things happen, we never know what's gonna happen. I just feel like I want you to know that you are worthy of love and acceptance and to be communicated with properly. Like, like we were just saying, like this person just kind of almost up and left mm-hmm. and didn't really give you any space to talk about it. Like at the beginning you said you talked a little, but again, it sounds like they made this decision to move out and not really tell you. Um, so I also want to give you the space to have some grace with yourself to be like, do I deserve this? What, what, what mm-hmm. I have liked better. Mm-hmm. And also, I under- like, sorry, go ahead. Well, like understand too, like I have a lot of trans friends and this is not a unique experience. Like no, I know right. a lot of yeah, trans people like early on in their transition, they're coming into themselves. They I want four years in. It's a process. No, it's a process. Uh-huh. It's a process. Rewind, New York City. Okay, well, yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, okay. It's a process. Uh, it's a process. Yeah. Almost all the trans guys that I know, most of my trans friends are trans masculine experienced. Uh, within that first year of their transition, blew shit up. Didn't, doesn't mean that they didn't end up back in that relationship that they were in, but typically there was an exploration process. Mm-hmm. And that's sometimes because of the fact that you didn't get a tr- date as male, you didn't get a date as you are presenting to the world or how you feel, mm-hmm. or because you feel more confident in who you are. And so that is not necessarily a knock on that person, but it is just coming into one's own, you know? And it sort of sucks for that person who's dating, that person who's also transitioning, 
but also know it's not your obligation to stick through that exploration mm-hmm. process and you are allowed to explore who you are yeah. while they get their shit together. You don't totally. have to sit there and wait for yeah. them yeah. to figure out, are they going to come back to this relationship? Are they yeah. going to be the same person in six yeah. months that they are right now? You don't deserve yeah. to be put on hold. Should, I yeah. think you should be like, okay, cool. Take this opportunity to become the strongest version mm-hmm. of yourself, like the most empowered, the most you, you for you version. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, you know, then they'll see, they'll be like, oh shit. Mm. Okay, cool. I want to get back over there. You know, mm. like shit, cause they're thriving now. I want to be on that. Um, I want to be on that train. And also I would say, um, one of my favorite analogies is, um, don't like, if you take the temperature of boiling water, any point at which before it's actually boiling, it's not boiling water, mm-hmm. even though it's almost fucking boiling water, it's not boiling water. So like, if you don't like how this feels, don't take the temperature of it right now. Mm-hmm. Wait for this part to pass through, take the temperature later, you know, don't make any decisions on what's mm-hmm. happening. Just be like, up until the point this is boiling, it's not boiling. So don't worry about it. Yeah. You know, if you don't like how it feels, wait a little bit. It might change. We say in Houston, if you don't like the weather, wait 10 minutes. It'll mm-hmm. change. Yeah. You know, be patient. I mean, I think that like my input would be like, this person seems to be asking a lot of questions about like how much space does their partner need and all those things. I think this person needs to realize that like, what space do they also need mm-hmm, because totally. they've been given they've been given this space without really in my opinion we haven't we haven't heard the whole thing but the way it was worded seems like this space was thrust upon seems like them. they were magically granted this yes space. so they need to then take this to analyze like where they're at as well and like separate of this partner um I'm not saying leave this relationship if that's no. if y'all are still talking Mm-mm. definitely communicate yeah, whatever cool. But, like, you need to assess, like, very, very, like, kudos to you for caring very much about this person wanting to support them through this process. But, like, you need to care about you also. Mm -hmm. And, like, as the partner that has blown things up, has been selfish, has gone out and given myself space without asking partners, I wish my partner had, like, stood up for themselves and been like, hey, I fucking don't actually have to stand aside while you do this. Mm -hmm. Because I walked all over people. I took for granted the fact that people waited for me and made sure that I got to go through that. And I'm like, well, what did you do? You put your life on hold while I did that. And that's not fair. And also, I don't know. It just kind of seems to me like, it seems to me like a lot of us are very immature. You're going through puberty and basically you have the brain of a teenage fucking yeah, boy. That's what I'm going saying. Through this. It's like, give yourself a minute. And man. so like, I think that partners need to put themselves a lot more in priority. Mm-hmm. And, Okay, I'm sorry at the end of the day, like, sure, I think sometimes, like, yeah, like, I love my partner very much, and, like, she very much may well be, like, my soulmate, and, like, all these things, and, like, I love her very much, but, like, I don't think there's one person for one person out there in the mm-hmm. world. So you think you were put on this earth to love this person? I can guarantee you, you will find someone yeah. else to love, and someone else that will love you just as well, or maybe better. I'm a big believer in, like, I was fine before you, and I'll be fine after you, and yeah. I, know it, I know it super sucks to get your heart broken, but at the same time, like, you will survive, you will make it through, you will, you might even find someone who loves and appreciates you mm-hmm. more, so I just Mm-hmm. Again, we we're just saying have have some space for yourself as well during this. Time. It's a huge learning experience for both of you, yeah. I think. So I think that maybe realize that like as much as you want to support this other person, like keep your mind and your heart open and listen to what you're learning about yourself through it. And I think that if you think you're put on this earth to love that person, love that person. Uh like Take this opportunity to practice unconditional love. That means love without conditions, you know? So 
it's okay that they moved across the hall. It's okay that they didn't know exactly all the right words to have the conversation with you about it. So they didn't have a conversation with you about it. Cause a lot of people, if they don't know how to do something well, they're going to be afraid to even try at it, you know? So it's just like, um, if you want to love them unconditionally, keep going for it. And don't let other people tell you how to, or how to not love someone unconditionally. And that could potentially involve, you know, you letting it be okay that y'all don't have an intimate relationship anymore. You're just someone who loves mean, them. That might mean that, yeah, it might yeah. mean you still love them, but you yeah. aren't together. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. That's still love. Like, I think a lot of us can validate that the love of our friends is really important and yeah. oftentimes is what That's keeps how us I get going. By. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like, you know, don't no no need to necessarily throw away that relationship. It's probably again communication and then together y'all can decide how you want to move forward. Yeah. Yeah. And if it feels bad for you, like we said earlier, you get the chance to fire a friend, walk away. Mm-hmm. It's okay. If it just feel if nothing about it can feel good for you, then just let it go and let that be okay. Cuz sometimes you got to let people go, you got to keep going. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, next question, I'm combining two of them because I think they kind of fit together. Um, but Bork mm. on IG wrote in, what advice do you have for people trying to figure out their gender? And then Gabby on IG, how do you get more comfortable embracing masculinity as a female? So, what was the first question? What advice, what advice do you, you have, have for people trying to figure out their gender? Be easy with yourself and give yourself time. At some point, if you're not sure, but you feel like you have to make a decision... You probably don't have to make a decision. Everything is made up. Yeah. My advice about this is that if you're questioning your gender, it's something that you should explore. Um, I think that most people, percentage-wise, by default, do not question their gender. Mm -hmm. So if it's something that doesn't trouble you, something that doesn't spark conversations within yourself, something that doesn't keep you up at night, then... Okay, but if, but if yeah, but if it is something that comes up at all, even if it doesn't feel nagging, even if it doesn't mm-hmm. feel mm-hmm. life altering, even if it's a small question, open up yourself to that and see like, wow, like why am I questioning that? Because so many people don't question their gender. So if it is something that is a thought in your brain, mm-hmm. then explore that. And then, like you said, be very open to it. Be very be gentle with yourself. Well, realize that it's a spectrum. Too. Yeah, like, so like there isn't one, one or answer the other. other. Like, like you could just be like, yeah, I identify as female, but like there's a little skew to that. Like maybe there's a little bit of like oh, I'm bi gender or gender queer or and it might not result. Fluid. It like, might not result in like a fucking huge stamp label on you. It might not result in a coming out that's necessary, but it might result in like a you understand yourself slightly more totally. by being like. Okay, I still identify as female, but, like, uh, somewhere less on, like, the very femme spectrum of, like, gender expression, but, like, I feel more comfortable in these spaces. I just, like, I think... Like, I'm cool with everything, but I don't want to be called mom. Like, I don't want to be peed on. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be a urinal. <laughs> yeah, like, be easy with yourself. Be willing to look at yourself. And if so, if a label feels good, let's see, like I always thought bisexual didn't feel good at all, but queer totally felt like something I could be on board with. I was like, oh, I'm queer. Got it. I think I like and queer because it, it makes people uncomfortable. I also, yeah, yeah, you a little poker. Yeah, for sure. As you all smile and nod to her. Yeah, like, uh-huh, yeah, yeah all sure, you queer. All the white people that are like, goddamn queer. Like, uh, you bet your ass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you bet you're queer. <laughs> Fucking... No I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, it's just like be be easy with yourself. If you want to give yourself a label and it feels good, cool.
if you like know that you can always take that label off and you don't, it's not permanent, you know, you're in process. Yeah. Just don't ever worry because you're in process literally until the day you die. Yep. Like even nothing is permanent. You can transition and detransition. Detransition. Like shit happens. You can change your name. I've known people who have changed your name, changed their pronouns, switched it back, figured it out. Yeah. Like you, nobody is, none of that shit is said. Yeah. Yeah. Missy Elliott said it best. (laughs) I like to think of my life as a situational comedy. You know, stuff is going to happen. Stuff will keep happening. There's a laugh track. There's a laugh track. If I can, if I can laugh, then I'm on board. If I'm being too serious about shit, then I need to take a pause and a breather. Then the show gets canceled, right? And I need to take a pause and a breather so that, like, I can relate again to myself in an easier way. Yep. Yeah. 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 I really love this next one too. Like, how do you get more comfortable embracing masculinity as a female? Mm. And you and I talked about this one, like, one of the first episodes because I talked about how, like. I used to dress very girly, and then, like, during college, I went through, like, I only wore sweatpants and yoga pants, and now I'm back to, like, very, like, in the middle with my, like, dressing. And so, like, I'm not a real, like, masculine center person. I'm usually a little bit more femme, but mm. lately in my clothing, I've been trying to, like, Courtney's been, like, my fashion icon the last, like, two months. Courtney has some fucking like, what Courtney outfits, wear today? She's currently wearing a Corona light t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> no bra. Giving you bro vibes. Yeah, bro vibes. Some us. grandpa fucking slippers. Yeah. But usually, she, she, I mean, she is dressed to the nines and K-Tour matches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think you two really talk about this, because I feel like you also really good at, like, like your outfit today, your Kim Possible gear. It's been an office. Yeah. Are you talking about me and Chris and Courtney, mm-hmm. Christina, yeah. and Courtney. Mm-hmm. Yes. Ew. Ew. Sorry, y'all. That's my real name. <laughs> Who is Sean? Oh, got it older. I realized that's just something that that's just a story that I put together that actually isn't real. <laughs> um, and so now I embrace a lot more of my femininity. It like took me a while to get on board with embracing my femininity. It's interesting because a lot of the women that I know who work in like corporate settings that are lesbians, yeah, hyper fem themselves. Interesting. In corporate, like, like they won't wear suits, like they'll wear dresses because they're like, I can't, I can't dress masculine, and like no one will take me seriously. Got it. Which is interesting. I think there's two sides to that. No, totally. Every, like, but that's the. I mean, it just validates that. Like, I made up that story. Oh yeah, yeah. I made up that I had to be a certain way to be received by people versus just being away and understanding that the people that want to receive me that way will take it, and the people that don't, it's literally not my problem. <laughs> but yeah, it's. I mean, masculinity. Take it on how you want. I. Because it because it yeah. means different it's things. So, like some people, masculinity means like aggression and um, I don't know like, dominance. Sure, and yeah, fucking yeah. Fucking mud. Fucking <laughs> girls. Queer. Queer. <laughs> Squirrel. <laughs> and black um, drug rats. Yeah. And I and for me being <laughs> being more masculine, I Corny's thought. She sometimes becomes this like backwoods fucking Kentucky man. It's my favorite. Tennessee, Tennessee. I am masculinity. She's Tennessee Hill people. Yeah. I am. Yeah, even talk. We're supposed to be. One whole episode, you have to talk like that. Oh, we will. We'll have to do an episode. I'll be the most German version of myself. We all just do accents. I'll be the most German version of myself. 
And then Chris could be a valley girl version of him. Oh, Sorry, you're not going to get a, the, any more of an answer. Oh, embracing masculinity. Oh, I just mean like whatever it feels you for you. Comfortable. Yeah, whatever like, it feels for you. For a long time, like all through high school, I wore sweatshirts. <laughs> tell them tell how you feel. So in high school, I wore a lot of sweatshirts and I had a Benjamin Franklin ponytail. It was very low. Uh, I did it for the ladies. Oh my God, there's a hilarious meme I follow. It's got like a white girl with a low pony and it's like every white girl with a low pony looks like a founding father. <laughs> yeah, that was me. Uh, I've seen the photo and I'm like, mm. it's so funny. No, looked at least 20 years older it's in high school so than we look now. She my also looks like she Shane, raised horse. Yeah, he tells me I look like a horse girl. And I was like, what? Not like a horse. No, he said you look like a, a woman who raised Horse. Not a horse girl. Both. Um, or a horse. Who knows? But when I got to college, I finally figured out that wearing men's clothes made me feel more comfortable. Mm. I'm not really sure like how I got to that point. Uh, I guess, I mean, me. it, it, in middle school, we like whatever we had. Avril Lavigne helped. Avril Lavigne helped. Uh. So there was a skater boy when she wore the tie. That helped. Um, but really helped. for like game days, we had to dress up for, right. for sports. And I, instead of wearing a dress, I wore a tie. And then in high school, the only two times I wore a dress was I wore a dress to prom to appease my mom. And then I wore a dress to graduation. That's the last time I wore a dress. Um, and then after that, I just started wearing men's clothing because I was pretty much doing the same thing. I was just wearing baggier girl jeans and I was wearing sports bras every day and I was wearing t-shirts. So the only women's clothes that I own now are sports bras. Like beyond that, I wear men's clothes every day. And the reason for that was I always had a really small chest and I was like, I don't want to wear like a real bra. Like it just doesn't do anything for me. And then I wanted to wear bralettes, but I have a really broad rib cage. They're not made for my body type. I'm pretty like athletic build. So I have like a 36A, which like doesn't make sense. So I just wear a sports bra all the time. So like I just started wearing sports bras and then wearing that like made me feel like more how I wanted to look. Like I don't care. Like my boobs aren't big. They're not in the way. But I just wanted something that made me feel comfortable. I have pretty wide hips. I have a pretty wide rib cage. But like I liked the way that men's clothing fit me because I wasn't trying to accentuate those things. And then once I figured that out, I found the things that made me feel comfortable. I started experimenting with it. And then I got rid of the stuff that wasn't as good. Like I went from baggy jeans. I feel like we all did this. You went, you go baggy and then you reel it back. Cause now I only wear like men's super skinnies mm-hmm. where I'm like, I could be wearing women's jeans at this point, but the pockets are bigger. So I wear uh-huh. men's jeans, you know, like, so that's where I'm at. Like, it took a lot of experimentation to get to the point where I'm at. Okay. Um, how to deal with breakup. Um, me, I find a Netflix show to watch because I'm very good at avoidant behavior. Queer Eye. Um, I also will write down intentions because I'm also that. Oh, the new season girl. of Queer Eye comes out like two Next. days. Yeah. Um, being around good friends, having good food, all the things. We never cover that episode. Next episode. Right. Next episode. We keep saying. Keep do going. Keep going. We talked about season two of Queer Eyes an episode and now season three. All right, fine. We're going to do season three. We're going to do season three as an episode. Come on. I have to watch Great British Pizza. (laughs) Very important. (laughs) I'm ready. So, yeah, dealing with breakup, having good people, having good food, having things to kind of take your mind off things. Finding a therapist, that's what you need to do. There's nothing wrong with going to therapy. Find a new relationship. (laughs) Yeah, fuck around to your friends. Find a hobby. Uh, Throw yourself into it. I feel like we into talked about someone. this on a last episode, but mine, <clears throat> I have some specific things I do in breakups. I change my cologne. The <gasps> scent is very specific to memories, so I change my cologne. I change my shampoo. I switch my sheets. I buy a new set of sheets because I want to sleep in something different. 
Everything around me that's very sensory, I change those things after a breakup. I rearrange my room. Very much just change the way you interact with like the spaces. You're so intentional. I think it's really smart. Yeah, but like those little things can reprogram how you operate in your life. I find it to be very positive to get uh, blocked on all social media. (laughs) Actually. I get blocked. I love blocked. I get blocked. I'm, I'm, I'm hashtag get blocked. <laughs> also merch. Um, I I'm love, writing that one down because I want that on it. Uh, well, you, I will either block people and or delete them from everything. Like I can't have any of your contact info because I do not trust myself to not reach out. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I okay, cool. so like I have to leave your number. I do that with cereal. I do not trust myself to not reach to the bottom of that cereal box if I buy it. So I keep it. The Austin Pride Parade will take place on Saturday, August 10th, and the Queer Fur crew will be there. So if you live in or around Austin, come and hang out with us. For more information on this and other Austin Pride Week events, visit austinpride.org. We're just, we look right now. <clears throat> Okay, that's our show. It's very on topic this week. Okay, yeah. <laughs> this is radio show host. Alrighty then. Thanks for tuning in. Shut the fuck up. KTX seven ninety. Okay, that's our show. Okay, um, that's our show. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Queer For It. You can send us an email at queerforitpodcast at gmail.com and visit our website queerforit.com. Don't forget to give us a five star review and subscribe so that you never miss any episode. Also, tell everyone you know about us. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Also, Podbean, if you listen there. <laughs> Until next time, we love you, so you should too. We love you, so you should too. Bye. Tell everyone. Everyone. Tell everyone you know. Also, leave us some fucking reviews. With words. <laughs> <laughs> Sleep.